Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. And welcome to episode 122 of Radio Hot Lap. About 123. Oh, beg your pardon? 123. Let's start that again. Okay. Hey, viewers, and welcome to episode 123 of Radio Hot Lap. <laughs> that zany podcast where we take... He's belligerent, viewers. <laughs> he Let's is start belligerent. start that again. Oh. G'day viewers and welcome to episode 123 of Radio Hot Lap, that zany podcast where we take a light-hearted look at the world of motorsport, both national and international, gadgets and cool emerging technologies, and barbecues, and a bit of wine, I've got a bit of wine news, um, and away we go. Lovely to have your company. Johnny, how are you? You've been in Sydney and Melbourne. I've done the little triangle. You have. The Bermuda Triangle down under. <laughs> no, it's Tasmania, isn't it? But no planes have got lost. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> Look, we'll get on to Rob Sherrard later. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah. There's uh, some stories to be told there. But, uh, yeah, mate, I had a really good time. I went up to her for a very good uh, mate in the uh, advertising industry. He's 60th. That's the first 60th I've gone to. And certainly miles off from that myself. But uh, <laughs> he's a super bloke. Not that's, that many miles. That, that's, that's what you're trying to make the viewers. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. So how was Greg? Was he good? He was good. Greg Russell, yes, yeah. a, a lovely a bloke that I've known for about uh, twenty years in the advertising business, and has worked with you know has great brands like Shimano Fishing and Yamaha Marine, and all sorts of really interesting stuff. Asics, the shoe brand, yes. yeah. um, and OT. What are they? Uh, the, the the Japanese special high end variant of the Asics on a particular I wear some of those shoes, but anyway, um, yeah, great stuff. Went to this really great Japanese barbecue called Toko mm. um, in um, barbecue. Did I say barbecue? You did. Restaurant in Restaurant. Crown Street, Surrey Hills, next to what used to be MG Garage, part oh, yeah. of the Clock Hotel, and right. overpriced, and probably earlier than its uh, time sort of environment for people to buy MGs with small amounts of food. It was a very, very nice meal, 16, 17 of us, 18 of us, a a degustation menu, menu. Um, beautiful Japanese cuisine of which I've taken photos of all the food and I suggest uh, if you can afford to go there at someone else's expense, which I did, (laughs) um, make sure you go there. So was that good? To be honest, I thought it was visually appealing food, yep. but nothing that was any better than what came off the barbecue here in Hot Lap Teppanyaki Central. Oh, and I'm not okay. blowing my own trumpet. Well, because you're not prone to do that. Because I think when you get in an environment like that, when you've got 18 people you know, getting together for a reunion, the food becomes a little incidental. True, true. One-on-one... Mm. or with some four maybe food lovers and you go okay what are you having and you're playing with the food yeah different this you could have been eating we could have been in a pub having schnitzels yeah yeah gotcha 
So having said that, I still think you should have a look at Toko, T-O-K-O. So Tokyo without the Y. .com.au, two operations in Paddington and Surrey Hills. Very good. No free meal for me, except other than it was a free meal. Right. And so then when you finished in Sydney, off you went to Melbourne. Oh, but it was full of hot women. Oh, right. You forgot that bit. Absolutely hot, hot women. Hot, and hot. So that was Glamour, glamours. Just hot women. I right. They were glamour, glamours. They were just hot women. Okay. Well, I went out on Saturday night down to the Holdfast in good old uh, Adelaide here at uh, Glenelg. Now, the Holdfast pub's been around forever and a day. Basically, Bryce Washington's um, basement. That's right. And um, a good mate of mine, Ron Cunningham, used to uh, run the Holdy many moons ago. And then before that was the husband of a girl who used to work with me at Delerco back in the late 80s. Delerco! Can you believe that? Linfield in New South Wales. Anyway, when Ronnie sold out... Um, he sold it to this consortium who were going to spend more money than he used to spend in a, about five years. Uh, and they've finally finished all the renos. And that was quite spectacular too. Very good food. Um, they've opened up what was the old dining area and just totally rebuilt it. But it's a little bit barn-like and a bit echoey because there's lots of glass and polished floors and all that sort of stuff. So it sort of had the air of a, of a sort of a giant upmarket canteen. But the food was very good. The service was absolutely faultless. And again, that was full of very hot women too. Before we go into what we're having a drink tonight, viewers, up on this show, and I thought we should do on this show. On this show. On this show. Because since Scaifey yes. has teamed up on his, with putting his ninth hat with on the his Murph. Head. Not with the Murph. Oh, you said it's the eighth hat or the seventh hat. The ninth oh, hat's right, with okay. Crompo. Yeah. Oh, you mean on the telly? Got to do a radio show oh. on Triple M and uh, probably the Osterio Network. Yes, or whatever so that be, might uh, be. And it's syndicated. We should be saying on this show, there'll be John Bow, Jason Richards, <laughs> Craig McConville. No. Craig McConville. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> Craig McConville's brother, Cameron. Okay, Cam McConville. Yeah, no, Cam, Craig McConville's brother and Cameron yeah. and his sister. They get lounge. Shut up. <laughs> well, this sounds like a bit of a big production number. Alan Simonson, Marcus Zakanovic, Nick O'Halloran, Marinello Motorsports, and all sorts of cool technology. Sandown will be a specialty. I'll tell you, you've got to keep listening, viewers, because maybe we haven't done a you know, sort of a petrolised. Petrolised? A petrolised, and I don't mean birds. Have we got ethanol, though? Because we've got to be seen That's to be not green. working. I just, got to be I, seen Mark Martini from Elf Fuels oh. ran into him today. And he oh, talked yeah. a little bit yeah. about that. Um, a petrolised... Um, He's gesticulating there. What viewers. am I saying? It's the... Uh, the oh, doing the, the French... Uh, menu. Sort of. uh, the menu. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> menu of what not doing the kids tonight. <laughs> okay. Right, you think that's what we should do? Absolutely. Let the viewers know what we're going to be talking about so they don't hang up early. A bit of schnazka. Yeah, a bit of Formula One, a bit of... Because it's been a bit quiet, hasn't it? Time to get on with it. This weekend, it just all hots up again. The only thing standing between us and the viewers' record of what's gone in the last two weeks is you having a little slurp of a lager of kind. I am, indeed. What would it be? It would be a Cooper's Lager. Again? Yes. No, no, not a Cooper's Lager. A Cooper's Lager. Ooh. Just one Cooper's Lager. And then I'll go on to the lights after that. With the green label. That's it, the very same. 
I do like the Cooper's Lager. Moi has been handed a bottle of um, a very quite unusual um, Heartland. Uh, yep. As well as an organic, but I've decided I'm going to stick with the Heartland. Okay, so you've kicked Cab, off with the Heartland. Sav, don't mind it at all. Yep. I picked the dog up. That's a Ben Glazer. Is it a Glazer? Correct, A's Vu. Good. And picked the, uh, the, the dogs up for the Mangles mm-hmm. tonight. You can't say that. Because <laughs> they listen when they're bored. <laughs> Thanks for reiterating that. We'll have to block that out. Uh, that's yeah, a second That's a classic <laughs> faux pas of the year. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that's the second faux pas of the year. So who's kicking off then? I think you are since you've done a bit of research. Oh, right. Okay, I've done the research, so I kick off. Sounds fair. Well, as we know, um, Nelson Piquet Jr. is uh, out of a Formula One seat, and Grosjean is in was with the Renault Drive. Is that you say his name? Grosjean. Grosjean. As far as I'm it's G-R-O-S-G-E-A-N. Well, G-E-A-N in French is Jean, so I'm presuming the S is silent, and it's Grosjean. Romain Grosjean will replace Nelkin, Nelson Piquet Jr. And his father's a lettuce farmer. Is that right? Yes, he is. Oh. Did you know that? Lettuce grow, Jean. No, 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 no. Romain. <laughs> Romain, get out of here. <laughs> you idiot. So he's pretty happy. He's pretty stoked about, uh, about getting the drive. He thinks it's great um, for um, to be in a, a, a Renault F1 team and he's... You know, looking forward to being Fernando's teammate. I mean, why wouldn't someone coming into Formula One be so pleased about being able to become a Formula One driver before they get dropped? (laughs) Well, yeah. But, (laughs) I mean, you can plot a graph. Yeah, well, Flavio basically said we're we're happy. Flavio, Flavio, Flavio. (laughs) He's an impressive young talent. But interestingly, I must say that in in his um, press statement, he did say, we would like... We would also like to thank Nelson for his contribution during the time he has been with us and wish him all the best for the future. Well, that's so, just a PR bitchy move, well, isn't it? Well, it is a nothing PR, to do with Flavia. No, but you know what Formula One's like? Often they don't make any comment whatsoever. So the fact that he's actually come out and said that would presumably mean that it, things weren't acrimonious. Well, they absolutely weren't acrimonious. And Felson and Nelson PK had actually gone on to say that uh, in the last 48 hours, the Flavio's got no idea what's going on and often asks the people on the radio, what tyres is he on, on a dry day? <laughs> so he goes, he's got no idea about how to run a race team, but he's actually quite good with the business. Yeah, well, anyway. And more As, as the- you can see from his missus. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, that'll keep you... Um, on the business. Absolutely on the business. Because um, he's, he's only got it to lose. There was a lot of... <laughs> It's a bit like Formula One drivers. Isn't it, it is. You know, in you come. <laughs> See you later. Once you get a drive, then you're sort of like it's it's just it's you can count down from here, can't you? That's right. Yeah, you're either going to go good or you're going to be out. So in your once ear. you got the drive or the business, yep. then you need to start hunting for fresh business mm. drivers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Bourdais, Sebastian Bourdais, well, you do all day. had a big. <laughs> had a big kerfuffle the week before last well I think the early part of last week was it a telling, telling everybody that um, Toro Rosso team principal friends Tost had actually sacked him via SMS um, which is a bit of an unusual way to get sacked I guess, I guess you could say but Tost but you know has what categorically say? denied the Frenchman's claims and he said 
I told Monsieur Bourdais personally that he is not going to drive anymore and did not write any SMS. So, don't know who you believe, viewers, but Look, there you go. It goes back to what I said about bitchy media at last show, 122. You know, it doesn't matter. It's just, it just keeps the whole thing perpetuating, doesn't it? I go, of course oh, it does. It doesn't matter. They're all having a laugh behind the scenes. Yeah. Going, ha, 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 brand going, brand going. Yeah. But the interesting thing that Tost summed up with, and now we start getting to the acrimonious so Hollywood bits. actresses that become... You're digressing. It is, but it's like Hollywood actresses that are stunning yes. in performance and looks and then fall on hard times and drugs. True. After late, late, night at, late, night, late nights at Chateau Marmont, <laughs> who then goes to rehabilitation camps to then proclaim their newness to fall back a little bit again and then it's sort of, oh, that's all too boring yep, stuff yep, and so. the media have, have forgotten it and then they're back to normal, which they probably haven't been in anywhere out of that zone in the first And then they never get any movies anymore. Out of context. There viewers. you go. So anyway, um, one thing that um, Toss did say right at the end of the, uh, of the press release was, I can understand that he is disappointed, but his performances were simply not what we expected. We wanted an increase in speed from him in his second year, and it did not happen. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Team manager speak. Mate, you're on a roll. What else you got? Well, all right, well, I'll stick with the Formula One because I've done a bit of Formula One research this week. Alonso on, um, I don't know when it was, middle of last week, no, I think. No, 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 no. Middle no of last week. While you're talking. Shut up. Middle of last week, they did a bit of an um, interview with uh, Alonso, and he believes that Jensen Button should still win this, year, this year's World Championship, in spite of Red Bull's recent emergence. Um, Renault star Alonso reckons that Button will be the driver crowned World Champion come the end of the season. So, interesting. Uh, who is the threat? Red Bull. But, but who? Well, either of them, really, isn't it? Who are they? Well, bloody Weber and his teammate. Who is he? I can't remember his <laughs> bloody name. Oh, Vettel. Mark Weber. Vettel, Vettel, Vettel. The Waterman. That's it. Excellent. I don't have anything to add on that, mate, because Good, it is... But it, interestingly, it, it, on that note, season. while Alonso says that he thinks Button is favourite still to win the World Championship... There was another interview with uh, Ross Braun, and he reckons that the modifications they've made to the car in the last three or four races have actually stymied their effort. And they've basically, his scenario, without going into too much detail, is that the changes they've made have made the car very, very sensitive to just about everything. So it's just very jumpy and and. and not a nice car to drive so they're going to work their way through that he said it would be easy to put the car back the way it was a month ago uh, well it would be more than a month ago now because they've just had a month off eight weeks ago but that's not what they're going to do they've got to work through it and actually make the car better so be interesting to see whether they actually get it right this weekend in the European Grand Prix five points for the Y two for the D and five extra points for the other letters that makes a total of 12 points on a triple word score, stymie would give you 36 points. Oh, <laughs> very good. Well, I should look forward to that. All right, what do you got to talk about? 
Well, I had a lovely weekend uh, away <laughs> and, and went to Sandown yesterday. Yeah, well, so that's well, what you... Well, the Maranello Motorsport yeah. Drive and what day. happened? Well, it was just a great... Who was there? But everyone was there, but it was 62... What do you mean everyone was 62 there? 62 customers turned up mm. in a very large range of extremely high-end Lamborghinis and uh, Ferraris. What's more, there was the first time I've ever seen a Ferrari Scuderia... Uh, LM16. Right. Now, this is even a higher spec, as I understand now, customer order of the Scuderia. Right. Which is the um, car. Why is it higher spec again? I don't know the fine details of it. Right. This was a Spider. Yep. Which I must say actually kills the look of the car, but the specification would be very, very special and I would be I would be um, I'd be struggling to understand how you can drive a car like that with the roof down because you Ooh, really yeah. need a little a bit track, of concentration. Right? I know most drivers will put their windows up before they went out on the track. Yet it was a centerpiece. Chassis one of four hundred and ninety nine. Chassis one? Jane. So a special and someone's there. been up big. Can't mention the names of the people at the event, but uh, Marinello Motorsports at marinellomotorsports.com.au is very much uh, a worthwhile uh, thought for those who might like to come to a high-end track day. And for, I thought, for a very reasonable price of around $500 mm. uh, to bring your own car, including an extremely lovely lunch and all the coffees and lollies and all that sort of stuff. With usual gear. And excellent networking opportunities with a, probably a dozen or more sessions on track yep uh but punctuated between new drivers and advanced drivers with the likes of john bauer mm. um, cameron mccommell and yeah. jason richards there to provide tuition not only from a, a you know a classroom point of view but we're on hand and very very loosely hey hop in my car sit with me hey drive my car tell me what you think it was just it was just the epitome of like easy yep. um, access to really, really good talent. I mean, you can't buy those sort of drive no, cars right. like that. Mm, that. That was really, really cool. Plus, um, uh, between 11.30 and close to 1 o'clock, we had two Ferrari 430 GT3s, full race spec, including the uh, the Coopers Marinello car, yep. um, which uh, Nick Halloran and, and Alan Simonson had won the Sandown Classic last year, um, that had been updated to 2009 specs. Put every single person in that car, in those three cars, for a lap, two laps, actually three laps. Right, uh, out lap, flat out out lap, cool down lap, yep, gotcha. Around Sandown, and even towards the end of the afternoon, I went out with Cameron, uh, and and I was actually surprised how, I was actually surprised how fast the GT3 was, which prompted me to think just how quick the GT2 was. Of course, (laughs) um, it's not that much faster from an engine perspective, but it just has much more, you know, um, uh, downforce. Mm. But very, very cool stuff. And, and Cameron was, he was very articulate about it and he really enjoyed it. And I could see that uh, that, that he'd be, I think he's come from a bit of that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, being a Formula Ford star. And he'd won yeah. the Formula Ford Championship in Australia. Well, then he did that Craig column Lowe's. for Motor Magazine for about two or three years he where knows, he was driving he all sorts of different stuff. Very, very comfortable guys to hang around yeah. from the customer's point of view. And, and, and JB, of course, 
you know, <laughs> same old JB, you know, yeah. early 50s, yeah. not. <laughs> He's still young. Yeah. We couldn't ha- I couldn't wait to get in, in Alan Cooper's race suit, you know, just to <laughs> just shove it back up him over there. Um, a really great, uh, a great event. Um, and, and there'll be more and more coming on. Um, as the, as now the, you uh, did the promo for that. You put a you put a DVD together, didn't yeah, you? I, didn't put and a I understand DVD. that you got a few pats on the back. Apparently so, and even a check. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> two checks. <laughs> two checks. Well, they like it so much they had to get more done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, they'll see it on the Marinello Motorsport website if they want to have a look at it. Yeah. So anyway, that's all. That's all Fantastic. pretty cool. A, a great event. Sounds really good to me. Well, so what else has been happening? Well, v- oh, we got the Fogues in as well. Oh, you the did? last minute, oh, yeah, the Fogues oh, in. Oh, but nothing. No, I'm very busy. I'm very busy. And then he sniffed around at the last minute, and I said, "Oh, Fogues, you're going to front up late." Is that what you're trying to say? Late. Late. It was eleven. Late eleven thirty. Rang to say he'd be there at twelve thirty and arrived at quarter to three. Oh yeah, that sounds about right. Fogues, you know, and he goes, "Oh, well, where's my lunch?" <laughs> Which was actually very, very nicely put on. <laughs> and, um, and so you managed to shoehorn him in a car right, of sorts. Yeah. Between a pair of us, actually, we we got him in for a ride with Cameron just before I did. Yep. Um, and he, uh, it was it was a good part of the afternoon towards the end of the day where people had started to thin out a little bit. I was surprised that people would pay for a day, but they go, look, I've had enough, and it was actually pretty sensible. There were no silly, there was no silly behaviour all all day. Everyone was very responsible, and they also took the advice of the instructors, saying, look, I thought I feel like I just want to do one more. That's the time to not do it. And people just, right. just sort of started to dissipate off about, you know, 3.30 in the afternoon, leaving the last hour to more the advanced or dieharders. And, yep. And it was very, very good. And, and, and Cameron just spent a lot of laps there and, and put Fogues in and kept going round and round and round with him. And, and Fogues was Got to be good for business. Yeah, and he didn't yeah. expect that. So, yeah. Oh, you know, good. You know, Fantastic. You know, all we can say is, like, just send up your check this week. Uh, Rob Margot, um, there's just half to me and uh, JP. Which you can put to a beer fund when you get down here. Absolutely. Uh, for Clipsal, but don't send it all to Fogues because we've already written his article for next week. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Well, there's a bit of uh, V8 news on the, uh, on the eve of Queensland. We've got Queensland this weekend. So, um, boy, did the drivers hate that. Yep. Hate what? The fact that they were the, going the to go drivers over down there. Do they yeah. hate that event? Everyone hates going. Does anybody like going to Queensland? No, no one likes going. They don't like Ipswich. They don't like the track. Yeah, bouncy. It's just, it's just boring. It's got facilities which are, which are just crap. But because Jason Richards and and Cameron McConville are teammates, it's quite funny. And they live in the same, pretty much in the same suburb of Melbourne. And their kids go to the same daycare, and their wives know each other. So you know, (laughs) no, I'm not saying it's a swingers club, but I'm just going like, you know, they're obviously good friends. But um, you know, they go. They go to the track, you know, they get one high car between them because that Holden's pulled out and gone, so look, you, you have to get your own car. Oh, yeah, yeah, make your own way there, boys. Jason, yeah, Jason yeah. Richards parked his Holden right down the very, very end of the pits where no one can see it. Like, yeah. his RS4 Holden. <laughs> <laughs> with a Audi with a RS4 badge. Yeah. You get that right, yeah. hidden down the end there, and do laps of that. But um, it was funny because, like, uh, the, the way that they would work it in the morning, go, look, okay, well, I'll go to the track, you know, we'll get a high car, and we'll blah, blah, blah. And, and, and Cameron would go, say, all right, Chase, look, can you, you know, you know get down at, at seven, and then we'll go. And Chase would go, no, no, can, can you just, just knock on the door? No, 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 fucking knock it on the door. Just get your shit together. <laughs> anyway, so of course he wouldn't be. They'd be going, they'd knock on the door, and they'd be going, we're up around the town. Oh, hang on, I've got to do my hair. And, oh, it's just typical no. New Zealandness. <laughs> yes. Slowness of New Zealandness. 
But it's funny how people can be really slow in a, in a social environment, and then they can just get to be getting be complete demons in the car. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it, how it all works? Funny story. So, yeah. Well, so anyway, as yeah, JB, well, JB, right. JB, who had to excuse himself because he said, "Look, oh, I've got to go out to." Sorry, everybody, I've got to go. I've done all the ride day stuff and blah, blah, blah. blah. And oh, he left early, did he? Yeah, but he left, left, a little, left a bit early, just after lunch. He said, but I've got to go uh, to Young. And we went, Young? You wish. <laughs> You've been going on being early 50s for years, you <laughs> fucking 60-year-old. And I know, JB. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we do. And he prancing around his Cooper's outfit. <laughs> that he, he had to go to No, he did. He had to go to Young to do a bar repair outfit. Someone's, someone's uh, bar repair deal. Someone's right. uh, put some tires on someone's car. <laughs> Get his hands dirty. <laughs> For the first time in three months. Anyway, well, no, no, they, they reckon that um, super cheap auto is going to start using KRE engines in the Commodores. And that's the same company that supplies uh, Team Vodafone. I've never heard of them. And, What's the story? Um, well, apparently, uh, KRE, Ken McNamara... Um, I, thought they been, have, I, I thought they did them in-house. I thought Roland Dane had engineering in-house. Not for the engines, apparently. Uh, well, that's actually probably clever, mate. So, um, the dude, Paul Morris, um, said the team's used Noonan Race Engineering for the last two years, but the contract ends early next month, and apparently uh, Noonan are going to move on to the machining side of things and sort of concentrate on that. So he was looking for an engine. Supplier. Are you saying that that AAA are going to be using KRE for Holden engines? That's what that, it sounds not like. Ford engines. That's what because it sounds like. The, I thought that the, the dude was providing lots of Holden engines for for everybody. In fact, it pretty much surpassed Larry in the Holden engine building depot. Well, and hang on, I just so so, which then brings us back to who's providing the. Ford engines to well, this the is unloved team of Fordness. Well, KRE apparently supplies Team Vodafone with engines, and the team recently announced well, it was switched from yes from Ford to Holden for 2010. So where's the, so when where's KR, the technology transfer going? So on the then? technology transfer it is the KRE are going to be starting to build Holden motors for Triple Eight next year, and because Super Cheap's a Holden uh, Holden team they're going to then start using the same motors. So there's obviously some efficiencies of scale there, and there's been some discussions about the teams aligning themselves, and apparently um, the dude and Roland are pretty good friends. We'll call him Dr. Evil from here. And <laughs> Dr. Evil, yeah, okay. So he said that they've had a lot of discussions, and it's just a big think tank. But Not that I want to alienate Alan Simonson and Andrew Thompson's gig. Yep. With the double eight car, which apparently Jamie Wincup is going, oh, it's a bit odd, me being the triple eight car again. Oh, we're yep. the number one. And oh, yeah. Double eight's yeah, been yeah. the winning car. Well, I fucking hope so. <laughs> Al needs a win, and, and JT's a pretty cool dude, too. So if it all fucking doesn't go, if it all goes well, that'll be a huge party. Well, it will be huge. But the interesting thing that I thought that, that reading this was that. Um, Paul Morris basically said that they've always had a mid-corner understeer problem with the car, so they threw Jamie in it. And, um, Not for ballast. <laughs> in the back. See how he thought it felt. <laughs> what so Jamie's been lapping in Russell in uh, Russell Ingalls' car in number thirty-nine. Lappery, as they say. So uh, yeah, it's a oh. bit like the dog at a water bowl. So and that was at Queensland last Thursday. So they've got some free 
um, three laps in at Queensland. That'll help both of them. Out. Oh, oh, but hang on, is that and, a, uh, an official test day? He said. No, I don't think it could have been. I think it's just you know. Well, they just promotional just, activities. Well, who knows? Well, I mean, you, you can't. I know what you're trying to say here, but I'm just. I'm, I'm telling you, they're yeah. either either official test or testing is testing is short. Well, there you go. But Russell reckons that he's going to go well at Queensland, so we'll wait and see this weekend. See whether he can or he can't. And uh, while we're talking about team collusion or working together and synergies and all that stuff. What? What um, are we talking about? The two factory Ford teams, FPR and SBR, have been developing a new engine which is a hybrid. Not only that, a new hat. A new hat. They've gone, hey, listen, you miserable persons that have bought Vodafone hats. Yes. We're going to give you an opportunity to trade in your Vodafone hat for 10 bucks and get one of ours because oh, really? you hate them now and you That's love us. That sounds fair enough. <laughs> in conjunction with ABC Apparel Inc. <laughs> Whoever they are. Well, apparently Stone Brothers have taken delivery of an FPR engine. Do you think we turned a new phrase? To turn hat, not turn coat? <laughs> hats and coats. Hats and hats. Idiot. So, anyway... Um, We'll wait and see what happens there with this uh, wonderful new SPSBR FPR hybrid engine. So, wait and see. Pooling resources seems to be the way that it's going. That's the sound of us travelling overseas too. Watkins Glen to see Marcus Ambrose win. Absolutely. white round. How good was that? Fantastic. Still on the move there. And what are yeah. they? A bitching bunch over there. A bitching bunch? A bitching bunch of bushes. I mean, look, the guy. <laughs> I reckon not one of them knows how to drive. Like, <laughs> not, not one of the regular drivers knows how to drive a road course. No. And they've never got to bring in, like, Boris Sade and, and, um, yeah. and, and all the. Uh, Other dudes. Uh, Ron Fellows is a super bloke that drove um, uh, Le Mans with. Um, with Corvette, with Magnuson and all the yep. Beretta. I mean, just just super guys that, that do road courses. But how come the others are so fucked up at doing road courses? Because all they do is they uh, run over. They got a bad neck. What's your side yeah. of the bed they sleep on, do you reckon? Well, probably the side that lets the neck muscles stretch the most. We go in that way all the time. They were left-handed. <laughs> you reckon they could do that? You wouldn't be screwing us. Sorry, you're left-handed. Here's to come for the high. I'd like to be an indicator. I'm left-handed. Oh, sorry, you're out. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> you fool. But they say that. Right you fool. <laughs> and, then, and then he came second. Mm. But what a bitch and moan. Like, fucking hell, Tanya. I mean, second in the, in the sprint car. It was all right while he wasn't actually up there in the points, wasn't it? He was that Aussie come out and, you know, he's a good driver, but, you know, we've kept him down. But now he's starting to come there out. There is well, no two ways about it. It's different it. now, it is isn't it? Very clear. We all knew it internally here within the, the loveliest part of the lovelier hemisphere of the world that um, that Marcus was a great steer, left and right. Yep. And he goes over there and delivers. That's all cool. Of course, Crush would have taken his credit. Oh, it's all my, what am I doing? <laughs> Don't go there. Can't say that. Well, you can, but okay. yeah. allegedly he would have said that. Allegedly. Allegedly. The crush would have said it. He would have. And, and tours are on. Tours are us. Tours. <laughs> Talking about um, tours and crush look, in the US. Did, if you don't, look, what, 
do we offer tours to go and see Marcus Ambrose? No, we don't. We don't. Why wouldn't we for a mate? Crush, you're on it. Yeah, true. Have a really strong bourbon and cake next time, mate. And uh, I'm sure he'll <laughs> buy that. I'm sure he will. Oh, we're all good, mate. No, we don't do it. Crush does. And, um, he does. Just uh, take some binoculars. <laughs> what? What? Because you're going to take them up and be spotters. Right, oh, okay. Spotters. You're not um, eating, are you? Move on. Chips. Chips. Move on. You said you had plenty. Oh, I've got technology. Well, it's your turn then. Go on then. Get on with the tech. I've got some tech. Snow I've got a bit more year. V8 supercars. Snow Leopard's here. October. No, it's not. August. September. September. No, it's August 28th. Maybe. Or, no. Do you know it or not? No. August, August 28th. Well, viewers, it'll be here. It's 10. down in September, but all the gurus reckon that the engineers signed off on it three weeks ago. So you've got nothing. It's already gone to Golden Master. Do, what do you know? Do you know everything about it? Well, you I'm just telling you what I've heard, all right? Okay, so they've so signed you're... off. It's gone to Golden Master. It's still on the Apple website as September. Now, the original scenario was it was going to be the end of September. Now everybody thinks it's going to be the beginning of September. Well, everybody doesn't know what we know, and there'll be that will be the August twenty eighth. Let me tell you, viewers, and there'll be uh, tablets, six and probably nine or ten inch tablets, um, which will look pretty much like an iPhone with a little button down the bottom there. There'll be no phone functionality, but I'll bet that won't take too long for someone to be able to provide that uh, add on component to it. Yes, quite true. And it'll be like it's sort of almost going up a bit against the Amazon Kindle reader. The, and uh, to provide ebooks because when yep. Apple goes, oh, we don't do ebooks, mm. <laughs> that means they're doing ebooks. <laughs> yeah, quite true. Final Cut Pro, yes, got revved yeah, as well. Yep. Uh, and boy, does it uh, does it does it kick ass? The price has gone down, but what's really cool if you if you're a high end cinematography dude and uh, you know you want to work around with like music products and da 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 and you want to do special effects and things like that there was a great uh, uh, special effect project called pro- program called Shake yes well the function of Shake has now been moved into Motion 4 and Motion 4 was it was just look you've got to go to apple.com slash Final Cut Pro it's yeah, and just check the suite. Really what cool, it can do. really cool things, JP. There's some cool like online you could, stuff. There. You could uh, you could have a video of a race car driving by, and then you could uh, marquee that, meaning make a selection of that car, and the image would track the the technology would track that car moving and replace it seamlessly with an image of you want. So that could be your mother-in-law running away uh, <laughs> if you were in America <laughs> and worried about uh, suits. Suits. <laughs> Current cases, <laughs> but um, unlikely to really affect you back in this neck of the W. Very true, but good stuff. Uh, and Robbie Sherrard uh, oh, has just we've returned. just gone to Tas- Tasmania. Rob Sherrard ran into him at the airport um, in Melbourne uh, yep. a couple of nights ago there was the Australian GT Championship meeting that fluffed on for hours getting nowhere as usual typical tosses and um, <laughs> Rob Sherrard was there and has bought a couple of Vipers in fact possibly three Vipers to really? run uh, here in the Australian GT Championship with his mm. good mate Greg Crick or his recently new good mate Greg Crick who after doing well at Silverstone with the Old uh, Sauber yes. C6, yep. chassis number five, 
the one that won the World Endurance Championship with Jochen Maas and Jean-Louis Schlesier, Schlesier. who got in the way of one important racing car driver once at (laughs) Monster, um, won the Nürburgring uh, races, first and second. Yep. Both races and and set pole after also doing a a storming race win at uh, Silverstone. Didn't they come from sort of about third on the grid and first? Fourth, fourth in fact. And first at the end of the first lap. I, I was very, very pleased. And I said, look, Rob, would you not do a Steve Fawcett on me? <laughs> because Why, what's he bought? What else has he bought? Well, I know. What, what else he what well, else he bought? You well, said no, Steve Fawcett. That means he's going flying again. Oh, look, why don't you have a chat? I'll see if I can get, get him on the phone and, and see what's going on. I'll go and get the phone. You go and get the phone. But see whether you can get him to do something. That's sour. Yep. What a store. Flyer. Flyer, flyer. Okay, well, just a touch on the last bit of V8 supercar news while you're getting the phone then. Um, it would appear that the uh, Gold Coast um, Indy Super GP, Super GP, better get it right, um, needs a new uh, naming rights sponsor because Nitro Energy Drinks have been dropped because they didn't pay any money. Um... They reckon that uh, the Queensland government's going to tip in about 11.6 mil for this year's Super GP. Um, and they, they reckon that um, the na- they've terminated on August, the f- or they resolved on August the 14th to terminate the naming rights agreement for the 2000, not 2009 Super GP event with Nitro. And the reason was given as Nitro's failure to make payments that were due under the naming rights sponsorship agreement. So I believe that um, there's supposedly irreconcilable differences between the shareholders of Nitro, and Nitro's just basically said, well, sorry guys, we, we can't do it. We can't make the payments. blah de blah de blah Well, how did they say that? Why did they say they can't make the payments? Because there's irre- irreconcilable differences between the board and the shareholders of Nitro. So, obviously, there's some hotshots who are all for it and other people who don't want to have a bar of it. So, there you go. So, the loss of Nitro as the naming rights sponsor will have absolutely no impact on the overall presentation. So, we'll wait and see. So, uh, the enhanced racing program for both A1GP and V8 supercars will provide non-stop action from Thursday, October 22nd through to Sunday, October 25th. Well, I've got Rob on the phone. You have? Yeah, I've got him. He's found him. I don't know which part of the world he's in. Hello, Mr. Sherrard. Hello, Rob. Hey, uh, John, I can't hear you. Sorry, you're broken up. No, No. he always says that. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, son? Congratulations on the, the two wins at Nürburgring in the pole position. Yeah, it all all went to plan. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a very course, yeah, it's a way. very short and diplomatic answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was very good. Uh, that was the plan to win, and uh, we uh, we had pole position. We finished up winning both races. Um, we never actually looked back. It was uh, it was a, it was a good race. I watched a few weeks ago uh, your success there at Silverstone. In fact, 
one of the races starting fourth, three wide into the first corner. That looked pretty exciting. And the commentary from, from John Hindorf, uh, who was the regular commentator for Radio Le Mans, uh, he was pretty excited. In fact, I hear that from Greg Crick this that you, you've actually been giving him a few lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know if I'd give Greg lessons, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's got about uh, 20 years on me on racing experience and whatever else. Uh, but uh, no, he, he actually did help me a little bit. Um, Greg's very experienced. A couple of little things he pointed out to me that I should be doing in my racing and uh, he did uh, add a lot of fun. Mate, it's a mega car. What what was the uh, what was the the welcome you got to to have that to see that car? You know, with the fans there in Germany. Well, yeah, um, they did actually ask me to become the, the prime minister there when I won. <laughs> <laughs> I won the kid. Uh, Is no, that a, the, was that the gay uh, prime minister? Won the world championship there twenty years ago, <laughs> so it was a uh, it was quite iconic, and uh, I didn't pick up on that. Actually, the uh, halfway through the weekend, that, that was the actual chassis that won the, the uh, world championship for uh, Mercedes uh, 20, exactly 20 years ago. Oh, fantastic! Uh, years ago. So uh, it was pretty special from uh, a fans, a German fans' perspective, and uh, we did get a fair bit of coverage uh, apparently on the track and, and that sort of thing. So, right, that's, uh, that's Mercedes Benz sends me a check in the mail for that. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I might be waiting another 20 years I think yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll invite you back you know um, yeah. uh, so uh, I saw you're at the uh, the GT championship uh, <laughs> boring meeting the other night at the airport <laughs> um, and uh, you brought some vipers back down under what's going on yeah well they're not here yet we're actually waiting for them um, we've, uh, we've sent the checks so hopefully the cars will turn up um, they're uh, coming here for next year. Uh, we, we, we've got a, basically bought a team out of England, won the GD Championship there, and uh, so i uh, uh, joined up with Craig, and uh, we're, uh, we're going to run a three-card team. <laughs> mate, you, you, you sound a little bit tired, mate. Are you, are you, are you all right, or what? Well, I haven't been to sleep for four days, mate. Um, <laughs> Even I have to have sleep sometimes. So I've been through the states on the way back from London, uh, hopping across the US. To oh, you, you you had to go to New York, didn't you? Thanks for taking the time to, to speak to us, and um, yeah. uh, you know, wish you all the, all the best with uh, with your ongoing racing with the the Group C car. It's it's just absolutely a crowd pleaser. Um, everybody yeah. everybody loves it, and I think certainly those German fans will just be um, stoked. Uh, Di, you missed another you missed another question. Actually, I 
Well, what have you bought, Rob? Come on. Oh, and uh, and hang on. Tell me about. Tell me about upside down in above the the Mississippi. Oh, that no, that was a, that's another little thing. That's a little um, that's, makes a whistling turn. That's a jet. Uh, <laughs> no, this is not a car. Uh, it's an F1 car. An F1 car. What have you bought? It's one that I could fit in. Uh, I never ever could fit in an F1 car, and I find one that I could fit in. It's like putting your hand in the lolly bag and finding the uh, the black jelly bean. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's a, an Arrows. Uh, it's a car that won a few podiums uh, in its day. It's late 80s. One of the high horsepower engine cars the, on the turbo. Um, that Eddie Chiva used to run. Eddie <laughs> Chiva, okay. Cool. So, so where will that car be, be coming and where will the public be able to see that run? Um, in Tasmania, up and down the middle of the highway. It's between the steakhouse and the lake house. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, thanks for taking time to have a chat. You sound you sound tired, so we'll, we'll let you go. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Okay. All thanks right. So thanks, Robbie. Cheers, Bye. Rob. Bye. 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 <laughs> well, there you go. Like he, he does sound tired. A jet. He, he, yeah. The whistling mate. upside down. He's, he's, he's super jet. Like. He does sound very tired. Actually, very very tired. <laughs> and an F1 car. Eddie well, Chiefs, I, I, man, I, car. Two months I spent in the year. The year just fun as time. And, and Glenn the Butler code. Is he coming over for Classic again this year? Didn't ask him. Yeah. He's probably got better things to do now. Bring the Bustango back. The GD40 viewers. That's what uh, Rob and I raced at Buller a few years ago. That's right, ago. yeah. And uh, that's where our love affair sort of started when we had the most massive almost crash going up the hill and, mm. and neither of us died. <laughs> so it's just funny what those things do to people. You know, they, they bring you together. So it's been a lot of fun. Unreal. Well, I, mate, I think that's about all we've got to say tonight. I've got yeah, food. I don't think there's too much else. There's a there's a couple of bits and pieces. I've got just odds and ends to uh, make comment of, which is um, I said I was going to talk about wine. Well, there's some been some big news. If you're a wine lover, we'll do this instead of barbecues tonight. Absolutely. Um, there's a new um, what would you call it? A new conglomerate that's uh, come together, um, and it's called Australia's First Families of Wine. And it's a marketing initiative between 12 of the best performing and longest standing Australian wine families. And they're calling it Australian's first families of wine. Supposedly this is all embargoed until August the 31st, but somebody broke it yesterday. So now everybody's talking about it. And um, just I'll just give you a rundown of the wineries involved. Brown Brothers from Victoria, Campbell's from Victoria, Darenberg, South Australia. Yay! Yep, De Botoli, New South Wales. Henschke's from South Australia. You had to be in. Howard Park from Western Australia, and that's probably... I don't know, that's a good... Howard Park's a yeah, goodie. Yeah, but it's probably the only one that would actually meet the criteria because these are all supposed to be old, established family countries uh, companies. Jim Barry from South Australia. McWilliams, New South Wales. Tarbuk from Victoria. Taylor's from South Australia. Good representation from Clare Valley. Tyrrell's, New South Wales. And Yalumba from South Australia. So South Australia's got five Guernseys in there. And um, apparently there was a lot of guidelines that these wineries had to um, adhere to to become part of this whole deal. Um, you know, they've got to be family controlled, uh, multi-generational, generational, 
um, and they've got to be icon brands able to do at least 20 years vertical tasting. So um, I think this is a, a good thing marketing wise and a good thing for the consumer to know that there are wineries out there who are pulling their marketing talents at least to try and combat the likes of the big overseas companies that we're seeing now, you know, like Hardy's is just Constellation Wines um, and you've got the Orlandos and the bloody, all the, all the rest of them. So, yeah, should be good. We'll be back next week, viewers, with episode 124, wrapping up the Queensland final sprint round before the Enduros. And the, the European Grand Prix. Uh, the European Grand Prix, quite true. And the Nürburgring 1,000km um, Le Mans series race that uh, Nick O'Halloran will be going over yes. to uh, join Alan Simonson with to get a little bit of an insight That'd on that. Fantastic. He's going off tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, before he goes for a couple of days at Palmer. Drive school, so we'll be getting some insights from from Nick about what's it like to go to Jonathan Palmer, Doctor Jonathan Palmer, uh, yes. a Formula One driver with McLaren and uh, and mm. Watson. Was it Watson? Was it John Watson? John Watson. Yeah. In the early eighties, mid eighties. Yeah, early eighties. John Watson. Yeah. Be interesting to find out just how effective that is and what the what he thought of it. Um, we'll. we'll be coming back to you with that and probably another few stories about. As the weather gets warmer, how yep. to um, have lovely chops. And, and, and also, those barbecues um, uh, in the previous episode, you might have heard a female voice in the background. Well, we had to throw her out of the house. She's gone. She has. She's gone. She's so a pest. We're back here. Pest. Gone All on our own. Well, that's it. Radio you Hobart can hear the echo of exactly. back of furniture. Yep. That's because so, we've become go. sparse. <laughs> <laughs> Lean and mean, viewers. Next week, episode 122. Three, plus two. four. <laughs> Good night, viewers. See you, viewers. Bye. Thanks for listening.